Welcome to the Hinterland Baptist Unplug and Reset Podcast, a podcast all about helping you achieve change and personal growth through our Reset Challenge. The goal? To help you pull the plug on stress, insecurity and depression and replenish you spiritually, mentally, socially and physically. And now your host, Pastor Chris Miller. All right, we're live, man. Welcome, Sam. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. I appreciate you taking the time to come and uh, have a chat with us. I know this is uh, a rare day off for you. <laughs> yeah, um, getting a little more time off lately, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's one of the things people may not know about you, but you're probably one of the busiest people I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I do a fair bit. Um but yeah, I guess towards the end of the year, things are starting to come down. Like my shifts uh, just got cut at work, which is kind of nice, actually, not going to lie, because it's almost the same amount of hours. Um, but I just don't have to be there every day, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, because you've been, you've been studying and you've been training and doing all kinds of things, man. So um, why, don't we, why don't we just start with that? Why don't we talk about a little bit about who you are and and what you do and yeah you're well actually you've got a few different areas of expertise but we'll be focusing in on the sport and exercise science for this one but uh, yeah tell us you know what what do you do uh, what have you been up to for the past year <laughs> uh, I've been up to a fair few things uh, as you know so sport and exercise science I'm in my last year of my bachelor's degree uh, almost done, really close. By the time this comes out, I should have my degree done and be going into my master's. I've been doing that straight through since February, so I haven't had any breaks this year with uni, which is a bit, mm. of, a bit of a pain, but that's all right. We're getting it done. Um, I work at a gym, uh, Good Life, Rabina. I've been there, oh, I think it's a little over a year now. Yeah. And I, cool. I also do some online coaching. So I'm a qualified personal trainer, and I do some of that uh, when I have time. And recently, I've joined a band that is doing well. Things are happening. Um, oh, that's cool. I don't like, yeah, I don't like talk about it too much until it's set in stone. But uh, it's a uh, it's picking up and taking up a lot of time. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's that's about everything. Yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, um... I don't know if people recognize or would understand that uh, being a musician is actually a lot of work. It's uh, takes a lot of discipline. So yeah, you've got, you've got your sport and exercise scientist, you're a qualified trainer, a professional musician. You also coordinate worship uh, here at the church for us as well. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's correct. And you obviously do a lot of training for yourself. Um, I know you're, you train, a lot. I've seen you leaving the house at, you know, early in the morning and late at night to go train. You're very disciplined about it. Um, the big question though, that uh, everybody is probably really interested in is what's the situation with the ladies? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh man. That's yeah. That's quite the question, isn't it? Um, uh, we're, uh, we're waiting for the right one, I guess. Yeah. Still waiting. Yeah, still waiting. 
Um, I've had some close calls in a sense. I was like, <laughs> oh, she, she, <laughs> she seems great. Um, but so far, just, uh, just waiting, I guess. Yeah. Just hadn't jumped on the grenade yet. <laughs> no, no, not yet. We'll, oh, cool. Uh, hold that off for a while if we can. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand that. So, yeah, um, we're talking about physical health and well-being in this podcast. And maybe we should talk a little bit about what a podcast is because, you know, we're broadcasting these um, throughout the month of January. And some people might be expecting something uh, maybe kind of like a sermon. But actually, this is a way way different format to that um i don't know if you had to describe a podcast how would you do it i'm yeah and we can kind of bat that oh, back and forth man. a little bit if you like that's a interesting question because there's so many different types like um i mean in a sense it's a conversation mm -hmm. uh, other yeah. times i've heard people just go straight through just themselves i guess that's a good question i haven't really thought about that one too much yeah, I guess it's just kind of a way, it's not really new anymore, it might be new to some, but it's kind of a way to, I guess, disseminate information into the world, and it's really just people having, a, I suppose, a conversation, like you said, without the traditional constraints of maybe a word count or a time limit, and you can just sit down and talk about something, and it's really kind of a free flow, relaxed way to do it and yeah it's just something that that's recorded or, or live streamed and people can listen in and hopefully gain something from it anyway that's that's kind of how i see it and what we've decided to do here at hinterland uh for the month of january because the last year has been so crazy man it's just turned so many people's world upside down i know like you you lost your job like the first week into it if i remember right yeah, I did, which was a pain, but I, I was fortunate to get um, a job moving some wood around at a lumber mill. So yeah, that was nice. Yeah. That's cool. That's good. I know a lot of people have had to reinvent themselves through all of this. But yeah, what we decided to do is take the month of January and just unplug and reset and kind of... Um, yeah, reassess ourselves. And we're really, for the month, we're focusing on just, so it, it's called self-care, but at the same time, sometimes that has a little bit of a, because of, you know, Instagram culture and things like that, it has a little bit of a negative connotation, that word at times, like some people hashtag self-care and they're, you know, buying expensive things and doing ridiculous stuff. But really, it's more a matter of, of maintaining ourselves. And just taking good care of ourselves, you know, and in, in the Bible, there's, you know, festivals and there's the Sabbath and all those things. And we do need rest and we do need recovery and we do need to take care of ourselves. And you are an expert on physical health and well-being, at least in regards to uh, maintaining your, your, your physical fitness. You know, you're not like a medical doctor, but you're like a... a physical fitness kind of expert on that. Um, so what are, what are some of the things that a sport and exercise scientist can do? Where do you, where do you go with that? You can go all kinds of different directions. Um, it's 
interesting. I didn't realize how broad the scope of practice was until I started doing my placement. Mm-hmm. So we'd get people referred to us um, just wanting to sleep better or they just want to reduce their stress a little bit. Um, so we can, we can deal with a lot of things through mm-hmm. exercise in a sense. I'll be going on to the exercise physiologist side of it, which is a little more of the unhealthy population. So more rehabilitation and stuff like that. Um, But the scope of practice is huge. Okay, cool. And you've already done like some, some training, like personal training and things like that. And you also have like a kind of a small business on the side where you do um, like write programs for people. Is that, that right? Yeah. Yep, that's correct. So what does that involve? So the programming side of it. Yeah, yeah. Or just like if, I don't know, say if somebody comes to you and they're like, hey, I want you to help me, you know, I don't know, be more healthy or get fit or whatever their goals might be. How does that work? Well, the great thing about it is it's very individualized. So the programming that I do is for that specific person. So whoever comes to me, they're going to get something completely different. Their goals are going to be different and we'll probably get them there a different way. That's the best way to put it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of individualized and tailored to the person. Yeah. Whatever their goals are and whatever they're hoping to accomplish. Cause I remember actually, I guess it's a, Sorry, go yeah. ahead. You, you helped me a lot. You remember, you remember uh, um, there was a time there that I was, I was so, because I sit a lot and they have, they, what do they call sitting now? Oh, yeah, the new smoking. Apparently. Sitting is the new smoking, <laughs> yeah. And like I sit all the time because I'm, you know, always in front of a computer or, you know, just sitting, talking with people, whatever. And um my I my um, mobility got so bad that if I stood with my knees locked out, I could only bend my upper body about maybe what like fifteen degrees forward. I was so stiff. You remember that? Oh yeah, no, I do remember that. That was quite a while ago. Mm. That yeah, that was that was rough. Yeah, but I remember you helped me work through that, and I got to where I could touch the floor, and you know, got got a lot stronger and learned you know, new motor patterns for lifts and things like that. And we can kind of get into that a little bit today too, maybe. Um, but I suppose that, you know, being that we are doing this, we're doing it for the church, but we're also doing it as kind of something hopefully that will be helpful for the local community and online community and adding these podcasts to what's part of the bigger program, the unplug and reset, which has a daily journal for people. And it's got, um, devotions and journaling space and tips for, for different things to help people out. But it's, it's almost, I think like the connection between physical health and the Bible it's there, but it's, it's not, maybe not quite as clear as like maybe spiritual and mental and things like that. Mm. Um, yeah. So when we start looking at the Bible in regards to physical health, it does talk about it. Um, but it's not quite as, yeah, as, as maybe, maybe it doesn't give as much advice and help in that area as it does others for sure. So this 
particular podcast may not be quite, um, yeah, is, is, uh, I don't know, maybe churchy is the right word as others could be, but, um, <laughs> I mean, mine, there are connections for sure there. Um, I don't know. Can you think of any? I guess it does refer to your body as a temple. Yeah, and definitely. So you do need to take care of it. I mean, if you're not fit and healthy and able to live out God's will to a certain extent, I guess that could be an issue. Yeah. First Corinthians um, chapter six talks about that. Your, your body is a temple. Um, third John um, chapter one, verse two, John prays for the physical health of the people reading the book. Um, yeah. First Timothy four, eight, I think Paul talks to Timothy about physical exercise. He says it, it profits a little bit, but godliness profits and everything. So it is there for sure. Um, and doing everything to the glory of God. And if we're going to, you know, serve well, um, I think we probably the more healthy we are, the better we take care of ourselves, the better we'll be able to do that. Um, I think it's interesting too how <clears throat> even though we you know there's we think of the Bible as a very spiritual book, there's also the connection that sin and service are both things we we generally do with our physical body and uh yeah, Paul is a sports fan for sure, and he talks about bringing himself into submission and discipline and things like that, and I think um yeah requires a fair bit of discipline to, um, yeah, take care of yourself in, in any area of health, whether it's, you know, physical or social or mental or spiritual or financial, any of those areas that we're talking about this month. But one of the things that I do um, in counseling and one of the first assessments I do for people is, is we talk about, you know, their physical well-being because all of those things are so linked together the physical health and the social health and the mental health and spiritual health as well um when you when you first like start to talk to a client or something wh wh how do you start that what's what's the beginning of that process look like when you start to talk to somebody uh, i like to get to know them a little bit because um, mm -hmm. it kind of helps me understand where they're coming from in a sense and a big thing is their history. So their exercise history, what they do for work, what they've done in the past and injuries and stuff like that is normally the start of everything. And then we kind of relate things back around to why they're there and their goals and stuff like that. Okay, cool. So what kind of goals do people normally want? Or what, what are they looking for? What kind of things are people looking for? Uh, pretty much everyone wants to feel better. Um, that's, that's a big thing, I'd say. They just want to feel better about themselves or um, look better, sleep better. I guess those are probably the biggest ones. Um, not You do get the very specific ones where it's like, oh, I want to run a 5K in under five minutes or whatever like that like you get 
those odd ones that are very specific. But in general, people just want to, it seems like they just want to be happy with themselves. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. It's, it, there's, because I don't know, sometimes when we think of physical well-being and health and it can almost become an idol, like, you know, we can, we can take Definitely. it to a point where it's unhealthy. And um, Do you see that much? I see it in the gym more than I do with like the uni side of things, I guess. Mm. Uh, people do get to a certain point and it does kind of absorb their life in a sense, look in a certain way and um, attracting people in a sense. Okay. Yeah. You can almost turn it into an idol, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know, would you, would you have any thoughts on how, because I, I mean, it really is a lot of this, the things we talk about, you know, or it's about balance. There's the point where it's good. We can take almost anything that's good and, and turn it into something not good if we overdo it. And I mean, I know like you train hard and a lot and how do you find that balance between, you know, okay, this is good for me and keeping it from becoming vanity. Hmm. That's an interesting question. How do I keep it from becoming vanity? Oh, I've never really thought about it in that sense, I guess. Mm. That's a hard one, I guess. I feel like, um, man, you've stumped me. (laughs) I guess I've never really thought I've had an issue um, with it becoming that where I've had to put precautions in to stop it. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe Does it's not an sense? issue for you. Yeah, yeah, sure. Actually, if it um, hasn't been, maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe the fact that I think it's not an issue means it's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know, but yeah. Uh, I guess I've never thought that I've let it get to that point where I've had to put something in place to stop it. Okay, yeah. You've sense. got, well, and you've got quite a bit of history behind you as well. Um, you know, just the way you were raised and all that kind of stuff and your, your church involvement and your, your Bible reading and, and, you know, just that kind of stuff. Maybe that kind of helps keep you from that a little bit, but if, well, and let's, let's talk about, you know, physical well-being. Um, how important would you say it is for us people like me and people listening to take, you know, to come into a mindset where we start to take responsible where, you know, be responsible, take responsibility for our own physical well-being. Well, I, I, it's extremely important because it is one of those things that only you can do. Like okay. no one can put in the work for you. Every You can get an exercise program written for you mm-hmm. and you can put a bunch of money into things and not really get anywhere because at the end of the day, you're the only one that can do it. So having that value for it is something I would consider probably more important than people realize because it's, you're the only one that can do it. Yeah. All right. 
So there's, there's a certain amount of, of discipline involved there for sure, isn't there? Like, like any kind of, like a spiritual discipline, you know, there's disciplines involved with prayer and fasting and reading your Bible. You have to discipline yourselves to do those things, just like to train. And I think, uh, I mean, I get the impression from you that you've, you, you don't miss training days and you don't skip leg day or any of that kind of stuff. And it, it, could you give anybody any advice on discipline and maybe how you get there? Cause I mean, you really are. And like I say, you're super busy and you've got a good attitude most of the time. And you know, how, 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 yeah. How might you help someone get to that point where they've got the discipline to maybe start an exercise program and stick with it? I, I guess what's worked for me is obviously prioritizing things. So if you're going to start an exercise program, um, trying to motivate yourself isn't the best way in a sense, cause it does go away, I'd say. So having the program a higher priority in your life than other things a lot of times you'll have to replace something or take something away and having that as i'm doing this today like this is something that has to get done not oh i hope i can feel good enough to do it does that make sense yeah absolutely i think um I've actually worked with some some people in that same regard when it comes to scheduling time to maintain your own health. Um, uh, you know, I, th- I think along the lines of what you're talking about there, a good thing to do is to put it in your schedule and then you treat that just like you would any other important appointment. Like if you say, I've got a doctor's appointment at three or I'm going to go do my training program at three and then you keep your schedule and you give it the same priority because sometimes things like that, that are flexible, it's easy to kind of knock them out of your schedule when something else comes up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't treat it as something that is flexible to a certain degree. If it's something that, especially something that you need to do to take care of your health, you have to treat it as a higher priority. Mm. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's definitely, definitely helpful to schedule it, write it down, put it in your schedule and then make an appointment to do it and then keep the appointment just like you would any other important thing. So it's in regards to, um, personal health, is that something do you think that, you know, there's obviously different life stages for people. And is that something that, or maybe we should back up a little bit before I get into that. But um, if someone's going to take off and says, okay, I want to start taking care of myself physically. um, I would guess the the first thing they might want to do is, is have a visit with their GP and, you know, just get a a general well-being checkup and make sure they're okay. Um, And then, you know, where do you go from there? Because I know, um, I mean, you've taught me a lot of stuff about it, but from when I used to go to the gym and try to work out and do things, I mean, there was kind of a lot of of inefficient time spent, I guess you could say. So let's just say that if someone's looking to get started, what would you recommend for them? 
Yeah, someone who is going to guide you is always helpful. Um, mm -hmm. Those people can be scarce um, and they can be expensive in a sense. Um, there's, there's great resources out there. Um, I, I like Stan Efferding. He is a, he's a great resource, especially when it comes to the vertical diet, stuff like that. Um, and how important sleep and diet is as well as training. Um, but if you're looking at just like a general guideline for adults who are looking to train and just get active again, the Australian government has recommendations that have been proven over studies. So, you know, that they're reliable and you, you're going to want to aim to the 150 to 300 minutes of moderate activity a week. Um, I think that's, what's that like two and a half? Yeah. Two and a half to five hours a week of moderate activity. You can start out with walking, start out with jogging. Um, I'd say just being a little more active mm -hmm. is, going to go a long way just to start things. Does that kind of answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just kind of getting started. Hey, so that equates to what, like 30 minutes a day or something. Yeah. About there. Um, you do want to try and be active most days. Mm -hmm. So five to six days, um, nothing wrong with taking a day off. Um, but doing something moving in some sort of sense every day is very beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. That's because like, like we said earlier, sitting is the new smoking. It's pretty bad for us. Hey, just sit around and be sedentary all day, which a lot of us live lives like that. Now, you know, we sit in front of a computer and especially we've even gotten more so that way, I suppose over the past year, because um, we've moved so many things online. It's just that much easier and in some cases for some people even required just to sit in front of a screen all day yeah, so this, yeah some something that you know when it comes to physical well-being i mean we've all well maybe i shouldn't say we all have but i mean i've heard the jokes about well you know um grandpa ate bacon six times a day and smoked and he lived to be 95 so you know why should i bother to take care of myself um it's you know we we, we know for a fact that nobody's getting out of here alive, right? I mean, we know that biblically speaking, we're all headed back to the dust. So um, when it comes to that kind of stuff, you know, why, why bother, I guess, what might be a question that someone can ask and what would you, what would you think about that? <laughs> why bother? Yeah. Well, I guess it comes down to the quality of life that you want. Uh -huh. um, if you want to be overweight your entire life and struggle getting out of bed every morning, um, that's a decision you can make. Um, if, if that's something you want to do, but if you want to be healthy and be around for, let's say your grandkids for a while, um, it's something that you'll have to prioritize and, something that you have to choose. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Hey, it's, it is really about quality of life because I know, um, I, I fluctuate a lot and I know there's been times when I've been in pretty good shape and then times when I haven't been in very good shape and, 
yeah, life is better when you're at a reasonable weight and, you know, reasonably able to move and um, flexible and, and, you know, strong for, you know, whatever that is for the individual. Um, what, what do you do for training? I know you, you're kind of specialized in a certain area for yourself. I mean, you, I know you take people through whatever they'd like to do and can really train people towards any goals they might have. But you personally, what do you like to do? Me personally, I really enjoy the powerlifting side and the strength side of things. Um, that's that's my main focus. I really enjoy um, the moving heavy weight in a sense. Cool. So, when you say heavy weight, what are you talking? <laughs> heavy for me, I guess. Um, I don't know. I like powerlifting. It, it focuses around the squat bench and the deadlift. Mm -hmm. So it's those three numbers combined uh, make your total and whoever has the highest total wins. So it's moving weight in the, yeah, the squat bench and the deadlift. Cool. Cool. What, so what, what's your max deadlift? My max deadlift. Um, it's been a long time since I maxed, but I did 220 last year. <laughs> 220 and that's for people who don't understand the metric system that would be um what around 500 pounds wouldn't it uh close to it i don't think it's quite 500 pounds close to it yeah but it's, anyway it's close to it yeah don't don't try that your first time out right <laughs> <laughs> oh there's probably someone out there that can do it the first time but yeah i wouldn't <laughs> recommend it yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, we've, um, I, I, I put up a thing on, on Facebook just to throw it out there and, and see if anybody had any questions just out of curiosity. Um, I told him I was having a, a sport and exercise scientist on uh, the podcast and I put it out and so people could ask some questions if they would like. And there was a couple that came up that were, um, fairly consistent and one of them was recovery um and how do you recover what's i mean best best practice for recovery from exercise whatever that might be what would you you know say to someone about that that is very individual so it really depends on the exercise and what they're doing mm -hmm. um it's hard to give an exact blanket statement because you want to recover different things in different ways. Um, but in general, foam rolling has some research behind it with helping recovery, but that's more so just the muscle soreness side of things. Um, fascia release. So again, foam rolling, lacrosse balls, stretching is great. Um, obviously sleep and nutrition are going to be the biggest thing though. Um, I'm assuming the person's training, if they're talking about recovery, they're not just uh, recovering from a normal day. But yeah, getting seven to eight hours of sleep a night is probably going to be one of the biggest things. I'd say okay. sleep is number one. Nutrition comes after that. And then the little things like foam rolling and stretching. Okay. Yeah. Because like the way I understand it, and I'm, I don't know, some people probably already know it, but 
it's not during the actual exercise that you're becoming stronger or getting fit, but it's, it's during the recovery time is when that happens. Is that right? That, 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 that's correct to a certain extent. If you're playing a sport or um, something like that, there is that skill that you're going to be refining while you're doing it. Um, okay. So you'll get better at what you're doing exactly. But if it's just purely muscle strength and muscle size, yes, you need that recovery time. Okay, cool. And that, um, well, and one of the things that like one of the others was relaxation. Um, do you have any tips you might give anybody for being able to relax? Relax. So like going to sleep at night, is that what you're, that might help with that or yeah, just to like, um, relaxation, recovery, um, help with that. A routine is probably going to be the best thing for you. Mm -hmm. Um, so designing, if it is before bed, um, a before bed routine, staying away from screens, um, even little things like an Epsom salt bath. Um, those are great for relaxing you. Um, staying away from caffeine, especially later in the day, that's not going to help you sleep. Yep. Um, but I'd say routine is going to be the biggest thing to help with that. Okay. Kind of like sleep hygiene. Cause I think that's kind of what they talk about. Yeah. That's, that's part of it. Hey, um, I know something that I work with people and this, it probably helps physically, as well but one of the there's people deal with anxiety so much um and depression and things like that now some of it um, more mild some of it more severe but one of the things that i've i've seen help people a lot is just simple breathing techniques to help them relax like breathing in through the nose for a four count hold your breath for a four count and then breathe out through the mouth for a six count and Maybe some people like to pause after the breath out, um, but others just start the breath in through the nose and in through the nose for four, hold it for four, and then out through the mouth for six, and then just repeat that for uh, a few minutes. Because we've got that when we get that like anxiety going, we've got that natural uh, fight or flight or freeze response. And that controlled breathing shuts that off and helps us calm down. Um, another thing that, that came up on social media was um, as you get older, training as you get older, especially over 40. Um, and, you know, I'm looking at 40 quite a ways in the rearview mirror at this point. But um, how do things change as folks get older, I mean, what should an older guy like myself start or, or lady or anybody, you know, once you're over 40, things kind of start to change. What, I don't know, is there, should we approach things differently? Should we look at things differently? What are your thoughts on that? I'd say physical activity and looking after your health gets more important after okay. those stages. Um, mm -hmm. It's, yeah, because you do, you want to live up those last years the best you can. So prioritizing it, especially if you haven't already, um, is going to be a big thing. Uh, a big thing for women, their bone density will go down. So at a certain point, 
it is a uh, a losing battle to mm. a certain degree, but that, in my opinion, that makes it even more important to look after things like that. Okay, Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah. As as men, as we get older too, our, our like testosterone levels start to drop. Um, and lifting weight is one of the things that can help keep that well optimal for your age. Anyway, I don't think it's going to uh, take you anywhere beyond where you'd be naturally, but it does help for sure. Um, and yeah, and I don't know. I've heard body fat makes a difference in testosterone levels in men as well. Yeah. And, and it's never too late to start. Uh, I think people, they think, Oh, I'm however old and I'm, I've done my years in a sense, but it's, it's a, a never ending battle in a sense. Yeah. Uh, somebody else asked what they ask. It was, um, what, what, you know, what do I get? What's, what do I, what's the most bang for my buck? You know, what, what do I, what can I get the best results with the least amount of effort? Um, how, how much you answer that question? That's, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I mean, already they're kind of, they're kind of starting off on the wrong foot. <laughs> like, Oh, what's the least I can do to get the most out of it? Um, the least you could do is get yourself to a point where it doesn't feel like you're exercising anymore. Uh, incorporate it into your life so much that it's, it's a routine and it's just part of your day. So it doesn't feel like you're actually putting any effort into it. Mm. You want to get to the point where, um, you know, eating healthy and exercising is, you know, just like having a glass of water. It's just something you do every day. So really to get to that point, you really, it's kind of got to become part of your lifestyle. Huh? You just incorporate it into who you are. Yeah, it does. It, it takes that discipline to start. Um, every single person that I've worked with, the second that they see results, it just gets so much easier for them. And it's, it's just that initial bit that is going to be the hardest for people. And once they get used to it and they get in that routine, it doesn't feel like you're doing it anymore. And it, that struggle starts to go away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, it's, there really isn't a shortcut, is there? I mean, I know that we live in a culture where we, we kind of expect and want things to happen very quickly, but when it comes to, you know, physical well being and physical health, yeah, I don't guess there's a shortcut, is there? It's just something that you have to incorporate and make part of your lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, not anyone has to be like an Olympic gold medalist or anything. Like even if you're just doing five minutes a day of something for your health, that's going to be better than nothing. And that really adds up over years. I mean, people think that it's going to be this drastic change and this huge effort and there's nothing wrong with, taking baby steps and starting small. Mm. Sounds a little bit like becoming a Christian. Sometimes people think, oh man, it's going to mess everything up. And, you know, and it, 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 it does make big changes in your life, but it's really, they're positive. And once you're kind of on the other side of that, you're like, oh, hey, this is pretty good. Why didn't I do this sooner? But um, yeah. Exactly. 
Well, and like, remember when we talked a little bit about my mobility issues that I had and when we worked on those, we probably worked on that for what do you, it might've been like two years. Yeah. We put some serious time into that. You, you did really good with that. You're very consistent for a while too. You got really strong as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, I did get pretty strong for at least for a guy my age and, um, then COVID hit and the gym shut down and uh, <laughs> I had some like biscuits in the fridge here at the church and yeah, things went downhill from there, but I'm back on track and <laughs> I'm back at it, building, building it again. But you know, you look back and you go, Oh man, I wish I never would have stopped. Where would I be now? Um, so, but that's part of life sometimes. And, and when you're in a situation like that, I guess all you can do is just, pick it up and start again exactly yeah and there's another interesting thing i was listening to a podcast the other day that was talking about um as you get older you know like i do this sometimes i walk into a room and i think hey why do i walk into this room and i've heard lots of jokes about that kind of thing and i was listening to a podcast about increasing your cognitive ability and you know i don't know if you've ever seen like the little apps they have on the phone and they're like little games that are supposed to increase your your mental capacity and your cognitive ability and um, the podcast i was listening to do says you you can get better at the game but it really doesn't do anything <laughs> it's not like it makes you smarter um but in the same podcast they did say um that exercise actually can roll back your mental clock. It can increase your, you know, your acuity. Um, like somebody's like me who's 50, if, if I get in good shape, I can roll back my um, mental sharpness back to when I was like 30, which I thought was pretty cool. I don't, I don't know if you've heard any research in that area or done any research in that area or I don't know. I've done a little bit of research. I think it was about a year and a bit ago. Um, I think I wrote a paper on that. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it definitely helps your brain function. Exercise, it helps with so many things. Mm. I wonder how that works. Do you, do you remember anything about how that works? I'm curious about why doing physical exercise increases your ability to think. I wish I did. Um, I'd have to look at the research again. Um, it, it could be the fact that you're doing something new in a sense, because a lot of time you do have to think for a bit when you are doing exercise, especially if it's something brand new. Um, so it might stimulate you in a different way, but I'd have to look at the exact answer at that. Mm. And that just popped, made something else pop into my head. Like, you know, when you first start training, you get, you get a lot of benefit really fast. Like, um, I notice when, when I haven't trained for a long time and I go back, like I have been recently, you gain a lot really fast. And then there's a point where, um, it kind of slows down. You might plateau, but you still make gains. And what's, what is it? Why is it that you get those gains so fast when you first start? For a lot of people, it's, it's like taking training wheels off. Um, mm -hmm. So if you've never done 
uh, a certain exercise before you're going to be all shaky. You're going to be all over the place and you, your body's not going to know what to do because it's never done it before. And you'll get those motor patterns developing really fast. So you, you might not necessarily get stronger or faster or anything, but you just get more efficient. And so it's your nervous system that's benefiting. Oh, okay. In a sense, yeah. not just your muscles. In a sense, so you get you get more efficient mm-hmm. at what you're doing. Mm. Okay, yeah, I follow you. And that once you learn those motor patterns, they do they stick with you for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, they'll stick around. They'll get dusty um, if you yeah. don't use them for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, you'll have those forever. Kind of like, kind of like riding a bike, I guess. Once you, you know, you might not be quite as uh, good at it as you once were, but you never really forget how to balance a bicycle once you learn. Hey, that's right. Yeah, because I remember you taught me how, like the, I had to learn the motor pattern for a deadlift and things like that, and my mobility really caused a lot of issues with it. But um, I didn't do it for a long time. Then I got back on the bar, and it actually, yeah, was felt pretty good. Um, I wasn't moving much weight, but the pattern was there for sure, which is good. But I think, I think it's just cool how your body can learn things like that and it doesn't forget. Yeah. It's great at adapting. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, the, now when we talked, we talked a little bit about that. I can't remember how, how far we got into it, but as far as like sleep and diet, how, big of a role do those play in your physical health and well-being so i'd say sleep is number one diet is number two training is number three if you had to prioritize them um having perfect sleep every night would be great you'd probably be surprisingly healthy even if you had a not the best diet and didn't exercise very often yeah Um, but I, I'd say sleep and diet are huge, um, more so than exercise. Wow. Is there, is there any, do you have any, like, I don't, I don't, this probably isn't really your area of expertise, although you are a pretty good sleeper. I know that. But is there anything that you might tell people who struggle with getting good sleep? I'd say it's worth the time uh, fixing it. It's uh, worth the effort for sure. I, I'm definitely no sleep expert, um, but like like little things like the the hours that you get before midnight are considered to be double in a sense. So you get much more benefit from those hours that you fall asleep before midnight compared to the hours that you get after midnight. Mm. Uh, which is something I just recently learned. So even if you're getting eight hours a day, but you're getting them in the middle of the day, it's not going to be the same benefit as that normal, you know, 11 to seven or something like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. That, um, I know sleep is so important and well here, where we are here in Queensland, you know, it's getting light at four o'clock in the morning these days and that makes sleep tough. You really have to discipline yourself to go to bed early. Um, or get a really good sleep mask and earplugs and all that kind of stuff. There you go. Otherwise, because the birds are out there going off, you know, early in the morning and all that stuff. Um, so what have you seen? Have you seen um, from COVID 
have you seen any um, effect on people's health and well-being over the past year from that? Yeah, um, I know a lot of. Hey, there we are. There we go. <laughs> we're back. Whoops. Yeah, we're back. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty there, but you know, that's that kind of thing is expected. Um, anyway, yeah, I forgot where, where we'd leave off. I asked you about the effects of, of COVID on people's health and well-being. Um, and yeah, you were starting to talk and then you cut out, but yeah, if you'd like to maybe continue on with that, if you could, if you could pick up where we yeah. uh, got cut um, off. So I know there was a big jump in people's alcohol consumption um, mm -hmm. for the negative side of things. And then there was a, a trend on Instagram for people to uh, post their physiques before and after. So there would be some big bodybuilders that got a big old gut over uh, quarantine and stuff like that. But with that said, I know a lot of people picked up walking. A lot of people would go to the park with their family. Um, so I'm sure there's some great routines that might have been developed, especially walking. It seems like just about everybody started going for walks. Okay. Yeah, that's positive. Hey, I, well, I know I did that personally yeah. and started walking. That's one of the things that we could do. Um, I think everybody went a little bit stir crazy um, when we were really tight locked down, which in kind of, I suppose in, you know, there's silver lining in every cloud. Maybe in some ways I kind of motivated people to get out and exercise a little bit. Um, cool, man. Well, I appreciate it, Sam. I don't know. You got anything else you want to throw out there today or add to what we've talked about? No, I mean, I appreciate you having me on here. I, I feel very underqualified <laughs> with some of the other guests that you've got. Um, but I appreciate you thinking of me and having me on. Oh man, I appreciate it. Um, appreciate you doing it. And I know you know a lot about you know, physical health and well-being and exercise and how the body works and all that stuff. Um, if anybody has any questions, um, is there a way that maybe they could email you or something? Would you be cool with that? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, do you have a way to link that or do you just want me to read it out? Um, yeah, why don't you read it out? We'll, we'll try to put a link in the description or whatever. Um, yeah, so my email is sam underscore miller12377 at yahoo.com.au. Feel free to message me on Instagram or Facebook as well. Those work great. Okay, cool. Yeah, so if somebody's got some questions, um, they can email you or contact you through social media. Um, what if someone might be interested in having you um, do some programming for them or maybe help them out a little bit, uh, get started in a, in a physical exercise program? What, what can they do for that? Yeah, same thing. Just shoot me an email or a message on Instagram or Facebook and I'll get back to them and we can work something out. Okay, cool. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your time and thanks so much for coming on. And yeah, if you've got any questions for Sam, if you're out there listening, just, yeah, shoot him an email or contact him through social media or whatever. And uh, I'm sure he'd be happy to help you out. Well, I appreciate it, Sam. Thank you. And uh, go enjoy the rest of your day off, man. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, cool. We'll catch you later. Have a good one. All right, you too.
All right. Bye. See ya. Thanks so much for listening in today. You can find out more at hinderlandbaptist.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. A special thanks goes out to our team of volunteers who makes this podcast possible. I hope you found it helpful, and I will be praying for your health and well-being. Have a great day.